Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. We are speaking about ways that you can cultivate a resilient body image. Every single person I work with, every single listener of this podcast, anyone I connect with on Instagram struggles with how do you begin to like your body or at the very least stop eating it. The guests I have with me today are both unique, but center their work on anyone working through and overcoming struggles with their bodies. The truth is our bodies are the places we inhabit while we live our lives and the challenges that our bodies that we have with our bodies, I should say, get in the way of our lives. I hope this conversation inspires you, empowers you and helps you really begin this work or stay strong in your journey. So who am I speaking with today? Let me introduce to you, Julie and Steph, the two hosts behind the podcast, The Basement, a podcast celebrating the stories of incredible humans and the bodies they've lived them in. Steph is a body positive photographer and Jules is an intuitive eating and body image coach. They have both dedicated their lives to empowering women to own their bodies themselves so they can live their biggest lives. They share incredible stories of resilience and inspiration from people just like you. I will link all of this in the show notes. You guys have to listen to their podcast. Welcome, Julie and Steph. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me today. Before we hop into the episode, could you tell us more about who you are and take a moment to share your story? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hi, Hello. I'm Steph. <laughs> We're here. I'm Julie or Jules, whatever you want to call Either me. One. Either one. We're so happy to be here with you today. Yes. Thanks for having us on. It's always funny hearing somebody read your bio. I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Oh, that is us. That's really good. You guys Great. are freaking awesome. So just oh my God. she said. <laughs> You're freaking awesome. So let's see. Yeah. So I'm an intuitive eating and body image coach, as you, as you said. And a little bit about my story. Yeah, when people ask, like, why do you do what you do? Or how did you get to where you are? You know, it's very much based in my own struggles that I've had with my own body image. Starting from a very young age, you know, of nitpicking my body and thinking that my body was wrong and dieting and counting calories from a very young age, like 10, 11 years old, and falling down into that dieting trap and then, you know, binging and entering into that disordered eating slash eating disorder kind of category and struggling and then becoming totally addicted to exercise when I was in college and even getting a chronic hip injury from exercise. And it's been a journey. And and really, it was for me a moment of reckoning when I was in college that kind of made me think, okay, wait a minute. You know, I'm, I'm all about health and fitness, but I'm anything but healthy and fit. I am disordered and, dys- and dysmorphic. I need to figure out how I can have a normal relationship with food, how I can have a normal relationship with my body. And so really in college, it became this like quest of why do I hate my body? How do I not hate my body? 
how do I heal this? Like, this can't be normal. There's, there's, there should be things I can do to fix this. It brought me to graduate school to Ohio State to study how mass media and interpersonal communication impact body image. Then I found intuitive eating and health at every size. And it kind of all snowballed from there. And it's amazing now looking back, you know, and I think anyone who's experienced a full circle in terms of going from, you know, especially like binging, for instance, where you feel like you can't keep chips in the house, you can't keep ice cream in the house, to having this like wonderful, empowered, easy, pleasurable relationship with food. It's amazing looking back and to, to where I was and, and to where I am now and the difference in the relationship I have with my body then versus now. And it's why I love what I do so much. It's why I love coaching because, you know, I've experienced how transformative that is in my own life. And I love getting to help my clients along that journey as well. I love helping them build a resilient relationship with their own body. I love helping them see themselves as people, not objects. I love helping them make peace with food and all the like. So that's me and my cliff note version. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that's like, Julie, you're so smart and sophisticated and like the type of people that you work with, like are drawn to you because of that. Like you're coming from, Hey, I've been the poster child for health and wellness. And then behind the scenes, it was unraveling without me even realizing it. Then my mind was blown. And now I've brought all these pieces together that I can serve to you in an educated and seasoned place. Like that's everything people would want. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Passing I, the mic, literally. We have our own mics. Don't, I know. don't confuse we're, the people. We're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two mics. Uh, um, yeah. So I'm Steph. And like Erica said, I am a body positive photographer. So my journey to give you the, you know, the short Cliff's Notes version like Jules, I too grew up really hating my body. I learned that my body was wrong at a very young age. I've always lived in a larger body. And, you know, I learned how to suck in my stomach when I was five years old. I was taken to Weight Watchers in the fifth grade. And so I really lived in that disordered world for almost 20 years where, you know, everything that went wrong in my life was blamed on my body and I wasn't worthy of love and I wasn't worthy of success. And I didn't deserve anything good because my body didn't check the right boxes. And so I really grew up believing that. And I picked up a camera for the first time when I was 14 and I loved it. And it just made sense to me. And it was really the first time that I had found something that I believed I was good at and really enjoyed creating in that way. Like it it made sense to me to view the world through my lens. So fast forward through high school, I went to college and got my BFA in photography. I then moved to New York because I thought that I really wanted to be a fashion photographer. Like I wanted that. And um, so I started working for exactly like No big deal. Wanted to like shoot for Vogue. Didn't realize that like shooting for Vogue makes no money because you're in Vogue. (laughs) Um, But I started working for men's clothing company and then I wanted to move back home to Ohio. I really missed it here. If you're not from Columbus, you don't understand that like it has a pull on you. So much. It really does. It's a wonderful place to live. Um, But so I moved home. I was the lead photographer at Abercrombie & Fitch for a few years. And 
I had still been in this really extreme, like yo-yo dieting. Like I would lose a ton of weight. Then I would gain it back. I would get really obsessive about what I ate, how much I ate, exercising twice a day. Like I just really dipped into the whole platter of disordered eating habits and it never worked because we know that it doesn't work to lose an excessive amount of weight and keep it off when our natural body size is a larger one. So I had gotten to a point where I was just so unhappy. I had had the body that I thought I was supposed to have at multiple different times and it didn't get me the life that I wanted to have. And so I started, I think a big piece of beginning the unlearning for me was having that job working with models, working with female models who are supposed to be the ideal, right? They are the right size. They are exactly who society tells us we are supposed to be. They're literally paid for it. And they're just people and they have insecurities and they have cellulite and they have acne and they have stretch marks and they have all of the same things that I thought were a personal flaw in me. And I was just like, it was like, you know, that like tire screech moment of like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like if they have insecurities too, it can't just be me. And it really just like kicked off this years long process of unlearning and starting to ask why about a lot of the beliefs I had about myself and like reading and following new accounts and all these things. And in that same time, I left that job to start my own business and was taking portraits with other women and really wanted to challenge myself. And so I took a self-portrait in 2018 of me in my underwear, and it was life-changing. I saw what I really looked like. I saw my truth, which a lot of us don't because we spend this endless cycle in taking selfies and we're self-editing constantly that we don't really see ourselves being alive and vibrant and joyful. And so that really changed everything. And that created eventually goddess sessions, which I've now been doing for over three years. And goddess sessions are intimate portrait sessions for women or really anybody who identifies with the divine feminine energy to come and be photographed and have an experience where you feel comfortable and confident and safe in your body and also celebrated and really get to not only like see yourself and have these beautiful photos of yourself, but also have this experience where you feel totally embodied and totally empowered and get to know that those feelings belong to you the whole time. So yeah, so that's what I do now. (laughs) Do your clients have that same experience that you did where they're looking at these photos of themselves? How did you capture me in this way? Yeah. They really do. And Jules can attest to I've it been a client. She's, she's been a client I've been twice. Tw- I've been twice. But it's very it's true. There's, amazing. There's this really beautiful energy of a goddess session because most of us, I mean, most of us would have never done anything like this. You know, you're being photographed by somebody who, for most of my clients, I'm a stranger, but they might feel like they know me a bit from my Instagram because I'm a oversharer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, they're coming and they're trusting me with keeping them safe and letting them see themselves. And a lot of us don't connect that when we see these other photos of women and you can see their bodies, their body might be even very similar to yours. And you're like, they look so beautiful, but that could never be me. I mean, I can get into a whole thing, but that's because we view ourselves through the male gaze, but (laughs) we're objectifying ourselves all the time. 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 But (laughs) it's, it's very true that you know, a big piece of doing a goddess session is that I'm just trying to capture your spirit. And so we're talking the whole time. 
I'm trying to make you laugh with my dumb jokes. Like we're doing this experience for you to feel it. And I capture you. And then a big piece of that is that I show you the back of the camera all the way through your shoot. So you can see yourself and I can say, this is you right now. You can't fight me on it because you're still sitting right there, you know? And I think that's really powerful to remember that like, you know, this is you. I haven't done anything. I haven't changed anything. This is straight out of the camera. And I'm not going to change anything because I'm not going to Photoshop you. I'm not going to edit your body away. I'm never, ever going to ask you to pose in a way that will hide your body. In fact, I love to challenge my clients to send a little bit of extra love to the parts of our bodies that we struggle with. So we specifically do see those parts like our bellies and our butts and our rolls and our stretch marks. And we get to see them through this like really loving lens. And it has such an incredible impact. I've been so blessed to have like return clients and having these different shoots as sort of bookmarks for them to see their own growth is incredible. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. Ooh, that's really cool idea to, because, you know, so much of this episode is, you know, what type of steps can we take to yeah. at least get out of this negative space into a more positive space? And you guys both will get into some strategies, like some very tangible things. But as far as your work too, I'm thinking about, you know, when you're getting photos taken and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how these will look. And you're like anxious the whole time and you're not enjoying it. You're like, was that weird the way my arm was? How's that going to look? And that self-consciousness that exists, like you said, like through the male gaze or what we imagine ourselves to look like, or, you know, just that anxiety of not seeing and the fact that they could see that feedback as they go. Like talk about enjoying what you're doing and celebrating these milestones. I mean, I'm thinking like anybody should be able to feel that way at least once. Oh, absolutely. 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 I mean, I think it's so important. And that's the thing too, is my work is usually sort of viewed through the lens of being boudoir. I don't necessarily use that word for my work because I think that boudoir traditionally is done for someone else and also has you put on this sort of character of being really sexy. I don't think women need to put that character on. We're built of curves. We don't need help being sexy. I think we need help seeing ourselves as living, breathing humans who are a multitude of things. And so it's really great to be able to sort of like let that truth sink in to sort of catch you while you're laughing, while you're joyful. Cause we don't, we don't normally see ourselves all lit up. We don't see ourselves when we're full body laughing or like spinning around in the woods or, and that's like, that's the thing right there. And this is like, what is at the core of body image healing yeah. and what makes your photography so different than like other photography, like, like boudoir, for instance, is that what, what we need to do ultimately, right. To begin to really heal our body image is overcome objectification, right? Yeah. So when we are looking at ourselves through that lens of other, well, whether it's the male gaze or just seeing ourselves as an object, as a body to tone sculpt you know, shrink, shape, whatever it is, and we're seeing ourselves as object instead of human, we are reducing ourselves, period, right? Yeah. It, it's dehumanizing. We are, instead of seeing ourselves and experiencing ourselves as a living, breathing human being with a soul and a spirit and energy and essence, we, we have been reduced via our culture, you know, and, and the diet culture and beauty culture and, and all of it, right? To this thing, to this mm-hmm. object that's for the consumption of other people. Yeah. And so ultimately, right, what is at the core of of any sort of body image work is noticing when we're doing that, noticing when we're in that space of, oh, I'm objectifying right now. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm seeing myself as object, not as human. You're splitting yourself apart. Yeah. You're who you are versus the body you live in when it's really one combined. I think a big piece of it is like, we have started using our personal pronouns for our bodies. When I talk about my body, I say she or her versus saying it because my body is not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a small shift, mm-hmm. but it has a really powerful impact because, right? I mean, an it is a thing. Yeah. Right. And it is an object. We don't call humans it's. Yeah. There's an ownership and a tenderness yeah. to she or yeah. her. And it's yeah. like, as you're describing that, I'm imagining someone who struggles with this. Like it, it might even be concept like the objectification piece. Cause I, I think for a lot of people, what you guys are talking about is missed. So it's like, yeah. how do I get out of my head? How do I stop, you know, being so self-conscious? It's like, well, one of the reasons that we're self-conscious is almost like, I'll use an example of me dancing. So when I was growing up, I was very much almost watching myself as if from the outside, like how must yes. I look? How is my yes. arm here? Yes. Go here. Whereas if I'm dancing now, <laughs> in a different, it's, you know, I'm not on a, a stage anywhere, but I'm in, I'm feeling my body move. I'm not imagining how my hip looks when it slinks to the side. I'm just feeling the sound of the music. And I think that's maybe a personification of yeah, that, like, personification. Yeah, and that, oh gosh, that was something that I knew nothing about for so long of my own personal body image journey. And then now, in working with clients, it's like, damn whoa, what you guys are talking about is a literal game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and there's, there's so much there, you know what I mean? And like how I wish we could help people like in one podcast episode, like overcome it, but (laughs) it it is a very, very complex relationship and and, and there's a lot of layers, you know, and there's a lot of nuance and complexity to this for sure, you know, but in all, all of body image too, we always talk about building resilience, you know, like Lindsay and Lexi Kite, are phenomenal and they have done amazing work in in the body image space and always always love to recommend their book more than a body and they talk all about building body image image resilience and i feel like we can't have this conversation without talking about like the resilience piece because like that's really what it is right it's yes you know when you do the work and i think it's really hard to do this work alone like let's just be very honest i think it's really hard to do this work alone i had a yeah i had a girl out just like today for for coaching being like i have tried on my own I, I know I'm at a point where I need support. And it's like, yeah, because these things are so complex. We have so many deep set beliefs, so many, so many fears, you know, so many, so many, there's so many layers to all of this, right? That's really hard to do alone. And it takes work, you know, especially at the beginning, the first year or two, whatever. And then it does become easier. But even when it becomes easier and, you're, and maybe you're like us and you've been doing, doing this work for a long time, we still live in diet culture. We still yeah. live in a culture that wants to reduce us to objects. We still live in a culture that especially as women, right, says that the most important thing about you is how you look and you need to look this exact way and you can't age, you can't change, you can't whatever. Like you should be this one specific way. And so when we live in that context, we need resilience because we're human. And unfortunately, it's not like you get to get to the top of this body of mountain and then you're just like, I'm good. I'm just like, here's a live, you know, like awesome. you wake up every day right. just feeling perfect. The wind yeah. knocks you over when some commercial comes on for Noom and they're like, you know, or you see a whatever it is. And so the resilience piece is really, really key. And I, I think it's important for all of us to, you know, remember that. And it, it takes compassion too, right? But mm-hmm. having the resilience of 
when we get triggered, you know, we we go back to our toolkit and and knowing like, oh, it's normal. Like it's normal for, you know, experts, quote unquote, like in this field to to get triggered. And yeah, I was, you know, I had a, a group call last night with my clients and, you know, talking about triggers in terms of like, guys, like when when we have a a triggering moment, it really is this like real life opportunity to practice, to to notice and practice the shift of going from object to human. Because typically when we're triggered, we are thrown back into identification, right? That that's what's happening. And so it's like, oh, if we can notice that in the moment and make that conscious shift, you feel it in the moment. That's a powerful thing to feel. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something that we've talked about before on the podcast and I've talked to my clients about too is like thinking about who profits off of us remaining in that um yes. in that sort of ideology. I have a very rebellious streak in me as seen <laughs> by my early 2000s hot topic phase. And uh, that's never quite that's left. never left. <laughs> um it wasn't a phase. Red hair right now. So oh my yeah. goodness, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, it was not a phase, but I don't wear eyeliner anymore because I'm lazy. But it's it's something to think about when we think about all of the money and all of the time and all of the effort that we have spent over our lifetime trying to become more more acceptable to society, trying to become smaller so that people will like us more, so that it will open up all these doors. Because the thing that we really want from having a smaller body is belonging. We want to feel loved. We want to feel valued. We want all of those doors to open up to us in life. And the fact is that you can get that body and those doors will still stay closed to you and you'll keep investing money. And so when I have triggers, which I still do, and that's the thing that Julie was trying to make really clear is that you're never going to reach some peak where you're not triggered anymore. You're just going to have the tools to be able to be like, okay, hold on. Is that something I really believe? And instead of reacting, you can respond and say, you know what? I don't want to believe something that is going to make some old monopoly man profit off of me by telling me that I'm wrong. That's just not what I want to put my belief system in. And that helps me a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. Like this is for the person that's like, I'm into this. I want to heal my relationship to food. This is all crazy. Like I have to stop living this way. I want to feel better in my body, but I still want to lose weight. And you guys are saying, of course. And here are these questions that you can ask yourself. Where did I hear this? Where did this come from? Who profits off this? Yes. Is Mm -hmm. it true in my own experience? Like, Yes. Being like a three-year-old and asking why seven times can get you really far in unlearning sort of why we think it's like, who told you that? Like, oh, I need to lose. I need to lose weight because of this and that and the other. And I'm like, well, who told you that? Why? Who told them that? Why is that right? Why is that the truth? I think it's so important to say that too, that like, it's, it's normal to have that desire. Of Of course we have that desire and you don't have to like, totally be like, I don't want to lose weight in order to embark on this work. You know, with my clients, I often describe it as like, you might come in and maybe by the time like you want to work with me, you're at like, who knows, like 70% of you wants to lose weight and 30% is like, oh, I'm good. Right. And you just work on making that percentage smaller and smaller and smaller. There might always be 
five percent of you that which is that wishes that that you were smaller. That's okay, right? As long as yeah. we're making it smaller and smaller and smaller, and it becomes like a whisper. Yeah, that you can that you can easily yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That you can easily be like, ah, now nah, I'm good, right? Versus versus being that like strong pull shout negative all consuming voice, right? Like that's the shift. But it's okay if it, if there's some of that that maybe always is there or, or comes and goes. That's normal given the cultural context, right? And it's I think it's important for us always to to you know asterisk here and say too, we live in a fat phobic world. Yeah. And so there like, thin privilege is real. And so there are also very valid reasons why someone would want to be in a smaller body due to some access that is granted to you if you live in a smaller body, right? Like airplane seats are more comfortable. You can, you know, go to any stadium and sit down and enjoy a baseball game, you know, go to the doctor's office without so much judgment. Like there are some very real things, right? That unfortunately our fat public world is is built for and not built for, right? And so there is that reality. And so we're not trying to ever like gaslight that, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. This might be the reality. And I don't want to succumb to living a disempowered life, yeah. you know? And, and when we know that weight loss, intentional weight loss does not work, period, right? There is no healthy way to actually shrink our bodies. It's okay, this this may be like the truth of the system currently. We're working on changing it, right? People like us, like we're <laughs> working on changing the system. Right now it is what it is. So how do we empower ourselves within this system to live as big, bold, wonderful lives as we can? And so I think that's just always important to say as well. And I think, you know, knowing that you can't hate yourself into loving yourself, I think is a really big piece of it because the fact is, is that we're not going to get different bodies. We're not going to get a second chance. You can't wish yourself into a different body. This is the home you have for this human experience. And the years that we spend hating ourselves, not living our full lives, hiding away, not wearing what we want, not eating what we want, not going after the things that we want in life, whether that's jobs or relationships or whatever, we're doing ourselves a disservice. And so it's sort of getting to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm just tired of playing the game where I'm supposed to apologize for existing. And how can I learn a different way? And even though it's harder to learn a way that is not the societal norm, it gets easier and it feels so damn good. Yeah. Like as I'm hearing you guys talk about this, I'm thinking, okay, to the person listening that hates their body wow, can we see exactly where you are in the system and exactly mm-hmm. how you ended up here? And yeah. then to somebody who's really trying to like cultivate this resilience and they're into the work, it's like, keep going. And you're just going to keep asking these questions every time you're triggered because that's normal and you're regrounding yourself. And that regrounding is going to be quicker. And then also like, I feel like this last piece that you guys just shared is like, And also there's a lot of value outside of how you look and that kind of buoys you up Yes, to keep your ground in these types of situations and living in this world until it changes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's so important that we always come back to our appearance is our least important thing about us. Mm -hmm. And, And we all have inherent value simply because we were born as human beings. Yep. You know, like bottom line, we're on purpose. We're on purpose. And that's what you capture in your lens stuff. Like that's what you're seeing for these people that, that work with you. And then Julie, you're like, Hey, come here. We have a safe space for you. We have people around you that can remind you that we're in this world. And you know, that's the work I do too. Like this is so 
important. And thank you so much to both of you for coming here and sharing all of this knowledge. Like I feel like you wove together just like you do in your work, like your own personal experience that really just validates you in so many ways. And then your professional experience that says, Hey, I've got you. I've taken people through this. And, you know, I hope that our listeners feel amazingly supported. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for having us. I hope that you all feel supported as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I always like to ask all of my guests, like what's next for you in your business and where can people find you? Yeah. What's next? There's always something happening next. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening next. I have a wonderful group program that I love so much. And so if you guys are looking for support there, it's called the Intuitive Body Blueprint. would love to welcome you in. You can find me on Instagram at julie.olamacher. And my website is, of course, just julieolamacher.com. Yeah. And what's coming for me next? There's actually a lot of very exciting things coming in the world of the Goddess Gang very soon. Goddess sessions are going to have what I'm saying is a lot more glitter. We're adding some <laughs> really good stuff to them there. They have been getting a soul makeover and I'm very excited to get started with those. There's always more exciting things coming. Goddess sessions are available all year round. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Hey. I'm, cool. I'm cool with the youths. She's on cool TikTok. with the youths, y'all. I'm, um, not, I'm not at all. You can find me on both Instagram and TikTok at Steph Strub. And my website, if you're interested in learning more or booking a goddess session, is stephstrebphoto.com. Wonderful. I will link all of that in the show notes. Yay. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for Thank having, you for having us. us. This was wonderful. <laughs> Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.